Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Yeah, it sounds a little weird in my ears, bit. actually. Um, this week, we're doing Tomorrowland, and uh, actually, I'm kind of sick, so... Uh, it sounds a little weird. <laughs> I no, may, not bad. I may but... be doing that, but... Yeah. Uh, this week it's Tomorrowland, and really, uh, not a whole lot else going on. Uh Apart no. from uh, there's stuff coming up, but right. uh, nothing, not, not, a, not a lot of emails. Nothing super interesting. Uh, we, we, you know, we got some emails, but basically we got emails that said uh, you were right about uh, Mad Max, you were wrong about Mad Max. Oh, wow. <laughs> there were, we didn't get a lot that said I would love it, the it wrong was terrible ones. and yeah. you were wrong, but we did get some emails that said uh, I think you guys were taking it a little easy on Mad Max because – I guess people are just used to us ripping on everything, really. Really? They and, thought uh, we were too kind to it. That's now. I, I, you know, I, I think maybe a little bit because, you know, our normal uh, course of events yeah. is to say, this movie's really awesome, and then say oh, bad right. things about it forever. Right. right. And uh, talk about everything that's wrong with it, and, you know, find all these flaws and then say, yeah, but it's mine. Right. Or 10, yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last week, not so much. I mean, well, last week we were both like, it's both a 10 <laughs> and here's why it's awesome. Right. I mean, I don't know what people. Right. But, but we didn't, I mean, you know, I had a few little problems that I had with it, but yeah. it's just, I guess it didn't work according to standard procedure. It's, it's not what we usually do. It's funny. I told you, uh, that I just saw it again a few yeah, days so ago. So you're sticking with your and, review because well, you've I, seen it again. And already. I, I actually had a, uh, an interesting, I've been dealing with a friend who has been wrestling with all these big issues about the film, partially not wholly because I said it was a 10. Uh, what could that even mean? He just, he, he didn't think it was as good. What as, big as issues it was. could there be? Didn't like that only men were portrayed as both good and bad. That that women should have been good and bad. And I just went through this litany of of things with him. And you know he's entitled to his opinion. That's fine. But I feel like I confidently shot down every single one of his gripes, saying that no, there's there's good women, there's bad women. Like there's no, it's not a good or bad situation. They're just survivors. And I think in you know in that way, so on and on. But that part's not the interesting thing. To tell anybody that does care, I I was telling you, this is the fastest turnaround for a film in a long time for me, whether it's at home or in the theater. I, I had told my girlfriend about it and got her very excited. And a few other people wanted to go. And, you know, on a Tuesday, they said, we're going to go see this at four. Um, so that <laughs> and, and it hit me at the right time where, you know, I was like, yeah, I could I could do that. Are we going to see it in 3D? And they're like, no. And, and it still was awesome. And and we saw it non 3D and it was still great. I I I as I told you, I it's one of those rare ones where I actually prefer the 3D version 
it was, was, it was cool. still it was fun worth it fun, for the 3D. But it was way more worth it for the 3D. And there was nothing, maybe one could argue there wasn't enough time for anything to be lost from the love that I had the week before, but there was nothing lost. It was still so much fun to watch. And in a way more fun because I knew everything that was happening and I could be more right. into it. Um, you know, the the goofy gripes from people that I saw, like my, my girlfriend gave it a 9 out of 10, which I thought was huge because for a long time she kept kind of elbowing me you know, in a way, as if to say, like, when does the feminist part start? You know, and I'm like, you got to give it a bit, that kind of that kind of thing. Right. Um, but I think she would have dealt less with, you know, a little bit less car chase, no more drums and crazy guitars. You know, right. and I'm like, that made it for me. It was only an eight until the guitar <laughs> player kept playing. Right. So but anyway, yeah, fastest turnaround for me seeing a film back in the theater. It was just a handful of days and I went right back and it was great. And it still was awesome. So, That's so well, that's cool. That's a that's a big statement, especially yeah. you know. I don't even know if it is as much for you as it is for me, but you know, I don't I don't you see don't. I don't see things again. You really don't watch things over and over. And again. Uh, and I would watch this again yeah. if if I do watch something again, it's usually like a year later, right. or right. you know, maybe um, I'll I'll watch at least most of a movie again, like when the Blu-ray comes out. You or might something. get trapped because like it's a kids film right. we've seen. And oh got, yeah, you yeah. got kids. Yeah, there's plenty. Any kids films that I've seen a million times, but a, but a movie but like really, this, yeah. you know, if I again too quickly most movies, yeah. then you know my review will go down. Yeah, because because then I'm just watching it again, and it's not yeah. you know there aren't that many movies unless it's just like one of the all time great movies yeah. or something that can really you know pull me into all it again, time. and then I just know everything that's happening, and then I just get you know, really nitpicky about everything. Right. And, uh, it's, right. You know, all the conversations <laughs> sound stupid. Yeah. And, you know, something like that. But this movie, I feel like I could see again, too. I think you could take the kids. It's so, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really weird movie where it's, um, you, you know, it's like today's Shakespeare or something. You know, right. it's like crazy well, good, but it, it should be, it should be right. the same kind of good, right. you know, and, I, I worried about seeing it so close to have seen it, you know, originally in the same way that I worry about seeing something that I love from 25 years ago again, thinking that it, it's either too close to seeing it originally or it's too far. Like we were talking right. about the Goonies last week right. in your kitchen, you know, just me and you. And you were like, yeah, it still stands up. Check yeah. it out. You know, because I'm afraid of watching certain films from childhood and, and then realizing like, man... Right. I was really naive or right. stupid or I didn't know what I liked. I was, or, yeah, I was such a dumb know. little kid. And, right. Like, um, and, and, well, The Goonies is an easy one, is an easy one, but I've had an interest to see the Dabney Coleman, Henry Thomas, Cloak and Dagger movie for a long time. Wow. Because every once in a while, I just think about that time as a kid when I saw that in the theater and I'm thinking, don't misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting that that's on par with The Goonies. It, it is far below it. But I'm curious about, like, would I even like any part of it right. anymore? So right. I'm curious about watching it. And I'm afraid I'll have that, ex that experience similarly with The Goonies, which I do think is great. And then, and then you, The Goonies will be ruined for you. Forever. Right. But I love Cloak and Dagger more. So, <laughs> you know, so anyway, right. who knows? That, that would be awesome if you Wouldn't could, it, if I just You then came back and went, <laughs> Cloak and Dagger was the greatest it's thing. the best thing ever. It's like uh, Max Dugan Return. Right. <laughs> Well, and suddenly is uh, in my top right. ten all time movie. Things we'll, this is not the time to segue, uh, but Cloak and Dagger, Flight of the Navigator, these kind of films actually remind me of Tomorrowland. Yeah, actually. So, so they when do. we get to that point, that's also what actually they do. Head. Well, so, uh, anyway. so we we don't have a lot of emails this week. The only thing you know, super worth 
imagining a part from movies that are coming up is like uh, a breaking crit- news? the oh. Critics' Choice Television you're... Award. I thought you were going to do the breaking news is, again. Uh... Things are changing, and we'll tell you when. <laughs> did you get more emails about that? Seriously? Now the dog comes yeah, in. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, no, we didn't actually. Because I thought you were going to put up a notice. You know, I, I think I, I think everyone was getting ready to go on uh, Memorial Day All right. vacation, this would be the and then there weren't that many emails. This would so. be a soft release, a quick, quiet yeah, that, uh, upgrade. That, that would be cool. Anyway, so no, Crit- Critics' Choice Award. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, the 31st. Yeah. The uh, Critics' Choice Television Awards, and you need to tune in because uh, right because it, I'm gotta, I'm one of the eighty of something the, people that yeah. get to vote, yeah. and uh, you should check out what wins. It, you know, it's a it's a weird year actually for me in the awards because <laughs> there are there's a dog, there are uh, a lot of really good movies or, or really good TV shows that at this point it's. It's hard for the regular networks to get nominated, yeah. and it's yeah. it's translating <laughs> to the Emmys. Yeah, and it's it's just the weirdest thing. But this year in particular is a weird year because there there's such a weird span of things that happen that now it's starting to get kind of like um, when you have the Golden Globes and you have you know best drama right. or best comedy it's, and there are things that are not at all comedies yeah. that are and it, it's starting to the shows you know the network shows pretty big. Shows are, you know this is a, this is a comedy right. that's really all there is right. so so if something's the best drama it's okay right but a lot of the other Show, yeah. you know, they're long. One of the things would be an hour long. So that works. There's no, no comedies that are an hour long. Yeah. But all of the craziness that's going on with all of the other networks, now all of a sudden it's like, you know, best band comedy. Yeah. Somebody was nominated for something. What? Yeah. That's, how did that go? What? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Anyway, but then you've also got things like, you know, You love Empire. Ever. I'll tell you what. Um, Empire. <laughs> and I guess we're back. <laughs> a little, little hiccup in the matrix. I'm not sure what glitch that was, but yeah. we got disconnected. I, that could have been like an internet connection thing. I don't Maybe know, there's a like protocol. All of a sudden, we just were gone. There's like that some blog talk radio protocol that says, you mentioned Deborah Messing, and we just That's cut right. your show. That's right, and then you're off That's the air. It. Who knows if that... Any of that even. I don't know when that was. But anyway, she got nominated. Yeah. Uh, the Mystery is Laura. And that's a TV show that it, when it first came out, you know, I watched like the first two or three episodes before it came out and right. reviewed the show. And it seemed kind of okay. It was, yeah. it, was a little it, was cor- cool. it was a little corny. Right. And it was a little kind of oddly Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched the first three episodes and I kind of thought everybody at the end of the show ought to just say, and I would have gotten away with it too, right, but yeah. but it's like goofy and fun or whatever. Now get to like the end of the season and that is seriously the dumbest show <laughs> ever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I keep waiting for them to do like, you know, best comedy, CSI, you know, CSI Roswell. Right. You know, exactly. that should be, that should be an hour long comedy show. And that would be, that would be good if there was a CSI that kind of mixed with like Eureka 
from oh yeah from, <laughs> from, cool. from USA and it was there like it was not a serious. We'll show. get an email next week to write the script for that. Anyway, episode. yeah, uh, I'll come up with that. Okay, so Tomorrowland. Um, I really struggled with this. Um, we're supposed to just throw out our ratings. I really kind of struggled with the rating on this. Yeah. Because, especially because I think you nailed it when we were walking out of the movie last night. That it's so reminiscent of Disney movies from forever ago. Yeah, this is like the from the you know mid to late '60s through like the '70s, yeah. like Escape to Witch Mountain, all and, of those, you films. know, all these Disney yeah. shows. And and I have to kind of I, I had to think about this for a long time after we saw it. Like if Escape from Witch Mountain came out in theaters right now, and I had to go watch it and the old one, it. not yeah, the, yeah, not yeah. The new, no, 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 the yeah, rock, no, one, the, the old, old one. one, right? What what would I do with that? Right. And and I'm not sure yeah. what I would do with it because I, you know I saw that movie when I was really little right. and I loved it. Me too. And my eight year old loved this movie. Right. Right, and this is a very real and chance. Thought it was great. Yeah, and I don't know. Ultimately, to give it for that. So my final is a, yeah. Well, I was curious. I was curious to hear this from you for a number and, of reasons. And that's a break. Right. I mean. We'll, we'll have to do that. that another way. Um, um, well, I was curious. Now the, now the dog will pull that. Right? I, was, uh, I was really curious because this is one of those films that for me, uh, just to get it out of the way, which is pretty easy, I, I'm at five and a half. You know, I, I'm right. just a little bit above average. And I feel like exactly like what you said, I, I had to do a little bit of work to get it a little above average. I, right. I probably could easily be swayed at five. Not, not much below it. It's got some problems for me. There's probably a lot of them and people can't wait to hear them. But for for your review, I, I actually thought about this a bit when we left, and I thought, this is the kind of film I like hearing your take on, because this is a film that's trying to do something. And how well, because your ideology of how right, you rate right. a film is, what is it trying to do, and how well does it it's trying to do? In some aspects, this is one of those films that goes both ways. What it's trying to do, it actually kind of succeeds super well at. Right. But that doesn't necessarily translate to making it a great movie. Right. It just means it tried really hard to do this. Sandler films really hard to do what they do. Notoriously right. give them tens. I, one, but this weird one. I, I think this one doesn't necessarily do as good a job. At it certainly try, tries at, at to try, do it. Yeah. It doesn't seem that it wants to it, do it, for me, there's there's one kind of flaw in the overall structure of the movie that I really just couldn't get past. Whether I was trying to think about it being for kids yeah. or not being kids, and basically, I guess if you go far enough, in it, then it kind of doesn't matter if your plot makes sense. Right. It's just that we're right. running. Someone's chasing us. Right. We get to see this cool thing where the uh, Eiffel Tower splits in half. Right. There's ray guns and there's Tomorrowland and jetpacks, and that's all that matters. It doesn't yeah. matter if it all comes together at all or right. makes sense, really. I mean, there's a certain extent to which it has to make sense. And, yeah. and it does, I guess, on a certain level of, uh, you know, the bad guys all make sense to each other. 
to see robots or bad guys right. or, you, you know, whatever. Right. right. And we know where we're running to, and we kind of know why we're running there. But ultimately, overarching plot of the movie doesn't seem like it makes any sense to me. Right. And it sort of, you know, negates everything that's going on. It's like, um, I can't figure out why Tomorrowland is this weird wasteland that he suddenly became the dictator of and is going to kill people on Earth. And then I'm like, well, if that doesn't make any sense, then nothing. How does anything make any sense, right? I mean, it's just so I don't know. I I think George Clooney was really good in it. Yeah. Um, I I think everyone was really good in it. They were. It it was a lot of fun when if you you take anything like scene by scene. Yeah. I think that um, a big part of why I was able to and a half is that I think it does work to a younger audiences. And I think as much at the same time, it's almost one that feels like there should be a ride. Like I was talking about this. Like, like I feel like we've I feel like Disney is kind of like flip-flopped on itself. Plus, you know, it's Extent it's just a big commercial for Disney, and it's commercial for good. And so it's have that as a movie or whatever. Yeah. But this one, you know, they have like a movie, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and they were like, that works. Somehow they're they're flip flop thing where they're like, let's make. And I mean, land is in. Right. Ride. You fly around. Tell me, you be too up. Right. All right, so now we're done with that. We've gone uh, the different road next. I, I mean, the ultimate irony is we're we're having technological problems talking about a movie called Tomorrowland. Like this is this is kind of funny to me, but and, and we need um, to have a better, cooler connection, right? And, and that's where it, and that's, that's what won't work. Uh, you know, I I had a few things. They're they're not necessarily earth shattering about the film. Um, you know, I think that most of the film, most of the problem for me at least, most of the film anyway is that it doesn't have its own identity like what you hinted on very clearly i don't i don't know that this thing knows that it can be a movie for both kids and adults right i think it will be and it certainly could be um you know there's no prejudice there there are a lot of films that we've seen even recently that were things like racket ralph you know things like any of the toy story movies. and it doesn't all have to be films that do it it can be things like pirates of the caribbean you know the film right. which is certainly something for um, and this one certainly tries to start with the theme, uh, at least with a feeling like, like that, because they're cursing the film, right. you know, and Clooney, uh, as the film starts off, you know, is kind of this gruff guy. Everyone likes George Clooney. Like George Clooney can't ever be an actor. He's just George Clooney saying someone right. lines in somebody's costume. 
Um, you know, but for me, from the moment the film kind of started off, there's a there's strangely enough like a couple beginnings to the movie, and I actually didn't like that. I right, like I right. liked his story as a youth, but I didn't like the way that they were introducing it. The um, the very very beginning, right? Where he's talking, talking about, I didn't he's all like gruff, that either. And he's yeah. arguing, and I'm thinking that sounds great at a table reading, but right. it just isn't. It doesn't work by the time the first few minutes of his childhood, where we need his story to move on, and we do need. Um, I just aged already, and I'm very early in the film to be feeling like that. So right. they lost me there, um, you know. But as soon as the film itself starts moving, and then after maybe five minutes before the end, I'm looking back on the film, and I'm genuinely feeling like this was basic and and it's full of archetypes that are, you know. And again, I'm realizing this isn't an adult film, or not that adult movies can't make those mistakes. Some of them are very paint by right, the numbers. Right. But as I'm looking back on it, I realized that, you know, not trying to be witty or anything, just like it felt like I went to Tomorrowland and looked at what they thought the future was. And it was really that moved. It, and we've got them, it, but not yeah, like it's this. Like, uh, it's like when you see footage. So it, they're going to a fair. It's a, right. This part when he's younger, it's 1994. Yeah. World Fair. And there is this weird aspect to the movie where it is like going to look at the stuff at the 1964 World's Fair that they said, this is what the world yeah, of tomorrow is right. going to look like. And if you go back now and right. look at that stuff, you go, what? Right. Like, right. I mean, it's, and, and it's all bizarre and crazy. And nothing that's ultimately that interesting. There's no one where, you know, there's nothing really in our, and, it, and look, argument is semantics. That they didn't write, that it was dated. And the way that this story is told, though I believe it's told with good intentions, I love the director oh, and the co writer of the screenplay, Brad Bird. The right. guy almost adversely doesn't do wrong in my book. Um, and I'm not going to make a lot of easy swings at a guy who I really don't like, which is Damon Lindelof. You know, the co writer's story, it's very easy to kind of throw things on him, but which way to go down. Aside from things like that, normal things and long-time listeners of the show or even listeners of me know one of the things that I loathe about stories is when they they get real lazy. You know, the, the two easiest things that remind me of this is there's a moment when this is your average. There's a chosen one. You know, we have to bring them into this environment because they're going to figure out right. whatever is wrong. And and the girl is the chosen one, and George Clooney's the guy that tries to help her because he was at one point the uh, a chosen one. And just once, I would have loved to have seen a, a story that had the chosen one trying things, and we get to see the result of that. Almost like when you play like a Sim Earth or a Sim City game, and you're like, I wonder what would happen if I just build this city too close to that, you know? And then you see what happens, and you get to redo it. No. What happens is they have a conversation, and she gets it because of a, a word you just said. Or, right. And now the whole problem is fixed. And it's been generations, and all you needed was one person to just look the right direction and hear you say one. I mean, that that is also pedantic and basic and predictable. And, and I hate that in a story time. It, 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 it would be one thing if, if she came the idea, right? right? All you needed was an idea. Say, an idea. It would be all you had to do is have an idea, but that idea is, you know, more along the lines of something really complex, right? Right. right. Instead and of instead of out. just like, 
Hey. Hey, uh, bacon. Did it anyway? Get this? It was, everyone yeah. goes, oh, right. right? And right. it's, we're supposed to be in the world of like the imagination, you know, geniuses and, things. And, and everything. Yeah. And, it, and the thing that always bugs me about any film, and this film is bad guys. It's almost a scene right out of Men in Black um, with a very funny kind of cameo. At, by at the, at the store? Yeah. yeah. And there's this moment where everyone's really in danger. And uh, the hero, Athena, who's helping George Clooney and is now helping the new character, the new person one, has this device that kind of freezes time of like ice on a summer day. It's a weird bubble. Like it only freezes things for a few amount of seconds and you see the bubble shrinking. So as it shrinks to its conclusion, things speed up again. I don't have a problem that, that this interesting bubble thing doesn't just get used again because she's in immediate danger. She could have just thrown another bubble down and been like, that's just don't right, worry. Right. But later, when life is in danger and when things are at the climax of the story, forget all the other great weapons and, and thinking, this thing fixes everything. But you don't, it's almost like if Harry Potter had a great spell to defeat everybody and just didn't use it, even though he learned in year four. Right. You should be using it around somebody, every... Somebody showed to him in the first right. book. It's a time turner problem, right. you know. But in this movie, there were all these great toys, and that's part of the cell, which is you know, there's all these interesting things in, in his house and Frank's house, and in Athena's arsenal of things, and then in Tomorrowland itself. And yet, none of them can be touched or used to help do the thing that's going to destroy right. the world. Right. Okay, so all that get off my lawn, kind of griping aside, I obviously realized that who holds this movie. Part of their other problems, they marketed this well, in a way. They kind of did. And I I agree that you're just nicking and everything is being. On the other hand, at some point, you're, you're professing to want me to think. Yeah. And making it so that I'm not, not real to. Right? So, you know, we can't have it both ways. Right. And I think his house is a good example. That was really cool. And, you know, I was going to say before at a point we got cut off, I think like scene scene, every... Um, it'll only matter for live listeners. Right. So, Thanks for hanging in there. Hooray for live listeners. Right. You guys are great. Uh, in the podcast, I guess, it'll just all splice together. Um, but, you know, you have to watch the scene where he's got all, all of these awesome things you know, to protect himself. You know, this is like kind of a classic scene of Dickerson and all the right. people that you know are coming and yeah. everything. And he's got this, he's got this weird escape thing, which is cool that it doesn't get him. Right. You see a trailer, you think, okay, and then they launch and they're supposed to land. And no, it's actually, it's actually pretty cool. It doesn't really get the spot. Yeah. But then I had a scene, and then I had to go through the rest of the week going, where are all the budgets? 
booby trap in your house, technology use, right? Well, I right. come to me and and basically all anyone can do this movie, except for really long time ago when Toyland was really cool and right. he was a kid. Right. Then everyone had everything. Right. But as soon as you get to where they go wrong, then all of a sudden technology only exists to yeah. make old bots. Right. Right. And and, and to uh, you know, I guess they still got your guns yeah. and all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. Just really to watch that scene and then watch all, all the other stuff has to happen. Nobody got anything. The uh, the, the helper robot right. can really yeah. and is pretty strong. But man, yeah, she's right. And, and she's been upgraded because <laughs> because George Clooney's like to get traded in, right? right? So she's been upgraded during his time away. And yet he's got the right? She's got that solves any problems for yeah. anybody. I don't know. It's just really weird. But well, okay, so this is getting Hi. this is getting to be fun. Yeah. Um but you know the the thing that bothered me about it is that as soon as you get to where they explain what's happening. You're trying to figure out this whole time why are these robots after people? Who are these people right. in, in this store yeah. that are trying to find people to in? Right. And why are there robots? Yeah, now it's just crazy. Like every, now, now every, it's not just every seven minutes. Every, it's whenever, every couple of minutes. Um, it just so uh, and it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like um, it kind of all went yeah. because of George Clooney, right? And the events that uh, right. predicts the end of the world and that. But how does that make any sense? How does how does having that thing suddenly mean that you know? Marlon's gone. Yeah. He turns into this evil dictator with robot people <clears throat> running everything. Everything is shut down in Tomorrowland. They're trying to solve any problems anything. or do anything. And they're to make people out. And right. George Clooney is only allowed to live. If, and then, you know, we get the final explanation, which uh, she comes out with the problem is. Yeah. But but then it, it doesn't do anything and it doesn't get anywhere and it yeah. doesn't change anything and then you're chasing everyone and then it's just such a letdown of yeah. of what you thought you were watching. I, I certainly because we do this um, and, and people really like it. I certainly don't feel like the trailer we saw was the movie that I got. Not just because no, I have not, not really I'm disappointed in certain things either. But but you know typically when a film doesn't show a lot in its trailer. It's not because it's trying to wow you or knock your socks off later. It, it could be, but often because they don't show you. This is like sometimes why there's no screens or releases for films so that reviewers right. get it. It's because there's something questionable on their hands and word of mouth will kill it before it gets in. I don't know that they really thought that the bomb if they showed the trailer. I actually like they didn't show much in the trailer, but now I see why. They didn't show more because they didn't. They, there's been easy to really show. There's nothing the good story. to show. Yeah, you know, and and I agree. And, and if you show the wrong thing, it'll be a turnoff, right? Yeah, 
right? Yeah. I really, I really love the ideas um, that not not the Disney inbred ideas because, like I said, do I was when we walk out, I'm like, that's the most Disney film that Disney could have right. done, but that's the most Disney production I've seen in a long time. You know, let's focus on the dreamers, the architects of the future. Let's make them and motivate them in a way that. Um, you know, the Al Gore movie from ages ago tried to get the environmentalist and the eco people involved. Right. And this has echoes of things that are probably trying to speak to a younger generation. Like, look at look at how easy it is to give up. Look how apathy is not the answer. I would love to have seen the movie that was different than the one we saw. The one that had, you know, George Clooney basically trying to figure out his redemption to Tomorrowland, but also through himself as a means of he created how to fix it. There's a story there that's so a little bit, I don't know, typical about, you know, well, that's supposed to be the environment. And this right. Is supposed to be model arms. But it would have been a lot more entertaining than just watching a bunch of stuff for no reason to watch it and then get to a conclusion. You back away. Like, I just, there's right. so many loose and, threads. And then know. what does that really get you? Right. right. In the big game, it, it didn't do anything. We have heard there. Except he thought of something that a hundred people should have thought of over right. the last ten years anyway. Right. And especially George Clooney, who she only gets it because of George Clooney. Yeah. She only kind of puts two and two together because two and two are sitting right there in front right. of her. It does, it's not like she goes and has to do something that Welcome back. Okay, so I, I think we've just got to <laughs> wrap up. Um, I don't know what's going on with uh, Blog Talk Radio, but it, we just keep getting kicked out every couple of minutes. I, I, I guess the because the, again, I know you want to keep not doing this, but I guess the last thing I'll say is I can only be so hard on this film for doing some things. Like it wasn't the film I wanted, and it wasn't the film I got, and it wasn't the film that I felt was advertised. But I can't be too crotchety about it because I had a history of watching these films as a kid and it formed me in a way. Right. So I, if your kids need it and your kids, and we saw the film, you know, with some of them, they love it. They dug it. They kind of really were into it. I, I have to kind of give that a write off in a way. Well, like only, my reaction. Only the one. Did, I know. Well, the she other was very, one, she was so very much. excited about it. My, yeah. I have to give it a bit of a write off, even though for me, my instant reaction was kind of mad. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't what I, I wanted. That these films me anymore, but and, and, you know it's it, maybe it's not my time. But as a film, it was and you know it was enjoyable. And, and it and it had some good moments. Yeah, there were a lot of things too where uh, you know I really felt like um, it started to grate on me that it seemed like we had scenes we wanted to do. Yeah, you could wh- tell whether we could actually fit yeah. it into a story that makes sense or not. You yeah. know, they, it's like they had three quarters of that Eiffel tower scene shot yeah, right. before exactly. they wrote anything else in the movie. I agree. And it was like, I don't know, but we got to do this, this in here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like some, you know, thing from, uh, it's a small world when we're yeah. riding like years ago mm-hmm. and they were just waiting for him to see giant into shot and yeah. you know it's just there was so much of it that kept happening where it just was like this is a commercial for this and or or I already had this scene and so I want to put it in the what movie you yeah. know and 
even you know when they're running up the stairs in the in the Eiffel Tower, yeah. the bad guy robots are running up the stairs at like a really weird speed. Yeah, it's like they had to CGI them into it, but they couldn't get it. They couldn't how much it was. It was so weird. It was weird. But um, anyway, before this gets kicked off again, we're just gonna end, I think, yeah. because otherwise we're just gonna we're gonna lose it and have to call back in just right. to say that we're we're off we're the air. Off. Um, next week, I think is uh, it's either San Andreas or Aloha. Both of them right. open, but I don't know that Aloha opens big, so um, could go either way there. Yeah. And then I think we've got like one more week after. I think it's oh, your God. girl Melissa McCarthy again doing a bunch of oh I'm fat. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and scooters have roofs. Right. That was yeah. That's really cool. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So we're just gonna wrap up before we get kicked off again. Thanks for tuning in. We will uh, try and figure out what the problem yeah. is with thread in the Sorry. show, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.